So let me start off this way. Hamatakiape, TJ Smith and Manchipi, Malakota. Hi, my relatives. My name is TJ Smith and I am Lakota. And I'm very honored uh, by your pastor's words uh, and very humbled uh, by them. I do encourage you to look up Doctrine of Discovery because if you're a person of color, if you're Western culture, it affects you. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you're from. It affects you. So please look it up. If nothing else, you can go to ECC. You can go gather 2021, and there's a lot of information. There's videos out there that some of my elders uh, have put together. Yeah, it, it's a great way to do it. You can learn about it. You can learn... Um, about it. It's not in my notes, but I don't go by my notes anyway. Um, it was a place at the end when our, communi- our community of the ECC said by under, just under 85% that we are people. As I stood there in tears, as I stood as John Winrich held me up as I collapsed to say, we're now visible. So I'm honored to be here. I'm honored to share our story, and I'm honored to share our perspective of what does it mean to be together. I already said that in my traditional greeting, Hamatakiape. It literally means, hi, all my relatives. We believe that out of our culture, out of our hearts, and I don't know any indigenous culture. And I say that intentionally. Please do not think of only my culture or those here on Turtle Island. Any indigenous culture that doesn't have that attitude. So please hear that. All right, so I'm going to do something fun. If you ever go see my people, you won't know who we are, but if you ever go see my people in, in the Dakotas, I'm going to teach you a phrase. So I want you to repeat after me. Hihane washte. Good morning to you too. Um, so in the new language, which is, happens in the, about 1880 in the boarding schools, that means good morning. I love the old language and the old mindset better. And, and you have to look up boarding schools, and that's a, I could spend four hours on that. Um, but in the old culture, hihane washte means may you have a blessed morning. So I like the old culture much better, right? And so that's really my hope and my prayer this morning. Um, just so you know, other than I live in a far-off land, Pastor Pete was talking about fishing, and I like to fish. So I'm like, it's like, ooh, I wish my boat was undone so I could go fishing again, um, go hit the rivers. Um, so let me share a little bit about who I am. Feedback, nice. Um, so I'm not just a complete stranger that's flew in from Alaska on a plane for midwinter in Chicago. Um, I live on the traditional lands of the Denaini Ina people. That to us is very, very important to acknowledge the lands that we live on. So the land I live on is the Denaini Ina people. I'm married to my beautiful wife, who is a PE teacher. I walk into the gym and go, different gym, but I've been in a gym before. Um, beautiful PE teacher, um, K6. I have a daughter and a son-in-law that live in Carson City, Nevada. He goes 20 minutes south as a diesel mechanic. She goes 20 minutes up the hill to Virginia City as a kindergarten teacher. And then our son works for the State uh, Association for Special Olympics as a facilities and coach support. And he also works, uh, has three special Olympic athletes that work for the organization that support him. So a little bit about me. Um, You'll see that I try to use humor. Um, 
Pastor Michelle and I were talking about. I run on Indian time, and she starts laughing. And go, we have, yeah, I know. It's called CP time. I get that, right? So, so that way, we're kind of in that piece together. Um, so that's part of our culture. And part of what you're going to hear me say is I'm going to tell story. Because in my culture, my, my, my structure, and I think when we look at Scripture, what Jesus did, he told story. And in telling story in my language, we allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you what you need to hear versus me telling you what I think you need to hear. That's really hard when I'm nervous coming into a community. I don't know, going, what do you need to hear? But when I rely on the Spirit, and again, that's one of our affirmations in the covenant, correct? That conscious dependence on the Spirit, I don't have to worry about it. I'm going, all right, God, here you go. I'm going to say what I'm going to say, and I'm so grateful and thankful for your Spirit's going to take my gibberish and speak to your heart and go, oh. And, and, and you're going to come and go, oh, I've heard, I heard this with what you said. I'm like, uh-huh. I didn't say that, but God said that. And that's a great thing about God. So you're going to hear me tell story. Um, so a couple things, again, as Pastor Dave asked, hey, can you speak on togetherness? What does that mean for you? And so I literally, as Pastor was talking in the children's context, I literally, you can't see it on camera, I apologize, but I literally wear a fish bracelet. He's talking about come and fish for, for fish and now fish for people. And I'm like, that's what this bracelet is for. It's this constant reminder that the Creator has called me, regardless of my vocation as a pastor, if I'm a child, if I'm an engineer, I'm called to fish for people. Trust me, come mid-April, I'm on the ocean. I'm fishing again, right? But it's this reminder. The bracelet I wear on this other wrist is um, Dene, Navajo. And it has symbols on there of a wolf and a buffalo, Tatanka in my language, and a horse. I don't remember what that one is. Um, but just to remind me of that power and the strength of that. You see, I have a, a whale's tail, and the Guxon people, uh, this is called the Misty River people out of British Columbia, a whale's tail for them is a sign of unity and connection. Isn't that what togetherness is? Unlike Pastor David, I have not got my hair cut since COVID. Um, and it's intentional. Because in indigenous cultures, everything we do is sacred, even our hair. So I wanted to, my wife and I had a conversation, and I wanted to see what it was like to feel what my ancestors felt with long hair, right? And I guarantee there, at home, there are people that used to talk to me, and now they won't even look at me. And the people who didn't look at me and talk to me, now talk to me. I'm like, all because of a hair change. How together really are we? Right? How, how, how sensitive are we that way? Um, yeah, I'm using my computer, so I apologize. It's really not a smart choice when you're doing a, the speaking thing to try something new. But as I was sitting in a break yesterday from meetings, I'm like, the creator gave me some different things, and so I'm like, I didn't have access to a printer, so I'm like, we're going to punt. Um, so again, as we think about that, again, in, the, in my language, we have a word called matake oyasin. It means we are all 
relatives. We are all related. It's, it's similar to matakiape, but that's more of a traditional greeting. Matakiape is that we all are sisters and brothers. All we have to do is open scripture and go, uh, yeah. Right? So we have one of our elders in, in the association, Indigenous Minors Association that I'm a part of, and said, you know, it's kind of funny. We go into creation. We see God all around us. And then we open up scripture and go, duh. And I'm like, yeah, that's true, right? So again, as we think about this idea, understand that. And again, from my tradition, I was talking, talking to Hannah, and I appreciate the ride and the conversation we had. And I said that I love when I come to Chicago and we stay at the, by O'Hare because I get to be on the lands of my ancestors on my grandmother's side. I get to be on the Ho-Chunk land. And I want to honor the land that we are on here as the land of the Kickapoo. Again, we, we, people ask me, what in the world is this land acknowledgement thing? And our culture land acknowledgement is about those who steward the land that we are now called to steward. In Genesis 2.15, it says in the CEV, the Lord put the man in the Garden of Eden to take care of it and look after it. So as a Kickapoo looked after this land before Western colonization happened, so now you are responsible to take care of this land. So in this land acknowledgement, it's important. And because, again, in my culture and language, it's called Unchimaka, Mother Earth. If we don't take care of her, she can't take care of us. So as pastor was talking about fishing, I'm like, yep, been there, did that. Yep. Right? Even, even listening to our hearts to the Creator, we had some family from Tennessee up, and we were taking them out. I was going to take them to a different spot, and this isn't in my notes either. So, um, And all of a sudden, the Creator said, stop. Fish here. And we were blessed with 10 of our halibut in four hours. And one of them was a 130-pounder that the 16-year-old got hooked then my wife said I have a fish on, then the dad said I had a fish on, and the same halibut all took the same hook in the same corner of the mouth. It's the only reason we got that fish in. We took another friend out there, and she asked my wife, she said, so how did TJ find this hole? This person isn't a follower of the creator. My wife goes, TJ was just listening to creation and the creator and listening to his heart. The creator said to stop, fish here. And she goes, you know, my daughter-in-law's dad, who's Dene Navajo, he walked on, but used to say the same thing. So as I come this morning, my prayer and my hope is you listen to my heart. I always ask and I always pray this. Help them not to remember who I am, but to remember what you said. So this morning, please hear that. I wonder if we look at this idea and it's vital to me, this idea we are family, that regardless of what nation we are from, please hear that. Again, regardless of the nation we're from, and I wonder if we can change how we look at the world if we saw each other as our brothers and our sisters. In my language, it's Wichowe, sisters and brothers. If we looked at that instead of us as in thems, if we looked at in them, other oh, homeless. I don't like that kind, right? There, there's this heart to it. Culturally, again, as indigenous people, we are what we call Turtle Island, is what we call North America, is Turtle Island. Um, so again, as indigenous people, there's over a thousand nations that each are unique in their language, their culture, their regalia, their foods that were here. And sadly, some have been totally wiped out. 
That we strive to walk in community and respect and together of all things in the community is always over the individual. Sarah Augustine, in her book, um, it's called The Land is Not Empty. It came out in 1st of July. I love this word that she has in there, and this is a word that continually comes back to me. Solidarity is not symbolic. How many times do we say, please hear me, church? How many times do we say, I'll pray for you, and we walk away, and we didn't even pray for them? That's symbolic, right? I'm not really, some, I'm not really in solidarity with you. I got you, I pray for you. I got you back, right? Yeah, see you, bye. I'm out. Right? We just do that. It's part of our culture. It's part of our human nature. Community is not symbolic. Togetherness is not symbolic. It's not a statement, but it's an action. I think about the Old Testament. The Creator spoke about the love for us. He spoke about the plan. He spoke specifically to the Jewish people. The New Testament, he said, that love that you've heard about, that you've read about, that you've seen to the Jewish people, guess what? It's for all of you. It's no longer just for those of Jewish culture and descent. It's now for every nation, every tribe, every tongue. Henry Nouwen asked this question. I hate this question. Yeah, you know... as I told Anna, you're going to hear, I just speak from the heart. I, I have no filter. That's a little scary some days, but this is what my heart says, right? I hate this question. How do we set, out, set our hearts on the kingdom first when our hearts are preoccupied with so many other things? So if we're talking about being together, if we're talking about community, how are we called to live that out? And you're going to live it out different than me, and you should. You are not me, and I am not you. So please live it out the way you are created. I know in my own journey, I've had to deal with my race issues. One of my race issues is with Asian Americans. And through Pete Scazzaro's geneogram and and understanding that and emotional healthy spirituality, I realized because my grandfather, my Lala, couldn't fight in World War II because he had charges of a firebomb from something else. And all of his brothers got him fighting in World War II, and he didn't. So I heard the word, please apologize, hear my heart, Jap crap. So that influence of my grandfather, my Lala, just influenced me to go, wait a minute, that isn't right. To understand, oh, that's where that racist concept comes from. To know who God created you in your family, that helps us to understand why I have my barriers and my walls up around me. And as I allow the Creator to heal me and understand we are Mataki Oyasin, I can let him tear those walls down. In the busyness of our world and our life, in the middle of this stupid COVID garbage, our hearts are preoccupied. As Pastor said, when we get back together. When will we get back together? Pastor was talking about some way we're going to get back together. We don't know where we're going to get back. Well, we'll get back together, right? that that preoccupation, that fear that we can live in, that the evil one consumes us with. We get so preoccupied. I think back, less than a month ago, what did we celebrate? You already forgot. Someone over here got it right away, like, oh yeah, Christmas. 
I, I got the credit card bill yesterday. Yep, there it is. Right? We celebrated Christmas, the time together, the time we would say hi to strangers on the street, the time that everybody in the neighborhood would decorate or whatever you do in Chicago, um, throw snowballs at each other. I don't know. Um, th- this whole idea of the, this Christmas, we were nice to each other. Maybe we actually let somebody cut in front of us in the store. Because I had 10 items, they had two. You got little kids, eh, you'd be nice today. There, God, I did my treat, right? And how quickly did we already forget? Don't answer this. Do not raise your hands. If you're online, you can raise your hands because I can't see you. Um, How many made a resolution for the new year and then within two days you forget? Right? It's the same thing in this idea of Christmas. We all have our Christmas trees up. We all have Advent if you you celebrate Advent. We celebrate the gift of the Christ child. And now that we've gone back to the individualism of our world. We are no longer together united as a community with a single focus of God and the Christ child. We have gone back to our identity of me, myself, and I, and forget the rest of you. Henry Nowen's line again. How do we set our hearts on the kingdom when first our hearts are preoccupied with so many other things? Christmas is that sense of community. In most uh, cultures, as I said, we like humor, and I appreciate and, and I'm honored that you laugh at my jokes. Um, thank you. Um, she's like, yep, I will do a courtesy laugh. That's good. <laughs> right? Um, because we only joke with you if we feel you're part of our family. We will never make fun of you unless you're part of our family. So I can make fun of Pastor David. Because I, I know him well, and, and, and I can dog him. Um, but the rest of you, I'm not going to, because that's not our culture, Right? We don't make fun to put down. We make fun because you're a part. So we won't, uh, this was an elder said this, um, we won't make jokes about you or make fun of you, but never in a hurtful way. That is never a hard intent. Um, We won't even laugh with you. We'll just be like you, serious, isolated, individualistic. I was talking with a pastor in some of the meetings I'm at, and we were talking about laughter. The Creator gave us laughter. What a medicine. To be able to laugh together, to be able to, to, to celebrate together in that. A Lakota elder told me this. Community is when you come and sit at my table and eat my food. Some of y'all might like to come to my table and eat my food, right? If you come to my house, you're going to have barbecue salmon, halibut if we have it. I'm still stingy because I haven't learned how to shrimp enough to uh, share my shrimp. So I'm not sharing shrimp yet. But hopefully this summer I'll have it figured out, right? In Alaska, if you go to a village, some are going to give you the food just to see or you're going to eat it. Out of cultural, traditional respect, will you eat it? And then the funny thing is when they do that, then they start laughing because they won't even eat what they gave you, right? Because that's our culture, Again, even in First Nations culture in Alaska, that's our culture. We're like, you can eat this? Well, I don't even eat that. What's wrong with you? Um, they call the chitako. Come on, white guy. What's wrong with you? I don't even eat that. One of the things they don't eat is rotten walrus knuckles. They take and they bury it in the ground for a period of time. And the elders, they love it. The youngers were like, oh, nope. Right? You come to their house, and if it's a summer... They have seal oil, and you pour it over dandelion greens. There's your salad, right? Muktuk. Muktuk is actually really good. I actually like muktuk. Muktuk is whale blubber. I don't like it when it's thawed, 
But when it's frozen, it's really good. When it's thawed, it's like a piece of gum. It's like uh, bubble gum. They just, you chew it after five seconds, and then you're like, you're chewing a rubber band. That's what muktuk is like if it's unfrozen. If it's frozen, it's really, really good, right? But again, this idea, will you come and hear my heart? Will you come and think about this idea of being together? So today, I'm, I'm going to be reading, and as I share scripture, I'm going to be reading out of a Bible that came out in August, and it's called the First Nations Version. And please understand and hear that this is a paraphrase uh, translation, that 37, 36 different nations spoke into writing the paraphrase from indigenous hearts, imagery, and vision. Because when we, again, when we talk, we talk in story, we talk in imagery. Hopefully you've already heard some of that already. And in 1 Peter 2.17, it says, show respect to all people. Not just those you like, not just those you like you, not those that you can get something from, but to all people. Love the members of our sacred family. Again, there's not this differentiation. You're part of the family if. But love the members of our sacred family. Treat the creator with great respect and show honor to the ruler of the people of iron, Caesar. So in the First Nations version, the name for Jesus is creator sets free. Because culturally, when we are given an indigenous name, it's out of the attributes of who we are. So as you hear there, people of iron, the Romans, Caesar, Jesus, creator sets free. So as you say that, to say we're together with you is different than being with you. As you read that passage, again, as I said, I'll pray for you, but we walk away. How together really are we? Are we really honoring our word that we spoke? I'll take care of that, and we forget. Do we come back and say, my bad? In my culture and language, we have no word for sorry. Because sorry means we did it on purpose. So if we make a mistake, I'm learning, this is a hard lesson for me to learn to get out of my Western culture and live in my indigenous culture. My mistake. I made that mistake. And then we move and learn. N.T. Wright says this, you become like what you worship. When you gaze in on admiration and wonder at something or someone, you begin to take on something of the character of the object you worship. What is your worship? Is your worship, please again hear my heart, focused on racial reconciliation only, or the heart of racial reconciliation? There is a difference. Are we going to live out and not just protest march? Which means, I'm going to come to your house. And guess what? You get to come to my house. My elder. When you come and eat at my table and eat my food. Someone offers you fry bread, inhale it. Totally good. Um, that's a whole other story. I'm not, I don't have time for that. Um, but again, acknowledging the different cultures. Even within the same family, genetic family. The DNA is different, so people, how can we be different? My sister and I are dramatic opposites. Nothing is different in us genetically. Nothing is different in how we grew up, other than six and a half years between us. But we are not the same people. 
My children are not the same people. But that's okay. That's what makes us complete. Is when I hear you and I hear you and I hear you, I hear the kids. Now I'm complete. Because I, I only can see this, but with you all I can see here. And with you all I can see behind me. Will we live in that togetherness? In our world, we make this so complicated. Creator plan is simple. Indigenous cultures, though again, as I said, over a thousand or so on Turtle Island, each is different. In the Arapaho nation, when a person walks on and walks on in our culture means when they've died, they cut their hair and put it with a body to lay to rest. So they're still with them. In our culture, if we can think and remember them, they are still alive in our culture because we honor them with our hearts still. In my culture, uh, when somebody dies, I will take and I will have my hair cut and I will take the cut hair that's been cut and I will burn it. Not as an offering for them, but an offering of them to honor, to remember. Because again, in my culture, everything is sacred. It happens to be Lakota. He walked on a number of years ago. Um, Richard Twist is his name. He says, every step in a powwow is a prayer. Everything I do is a prayer. If I live in that focus-centeredness of Christ, think about both are spiritual. They're about the creator. goes back to Nouwen's, where's our heart? What occupies us? 1 Peter 2 uh, 9b says, You are family of the chiefs who serve as holy men and women. You are a sacred nation, a people who belong to the great spirit alone. You are the ones who will show the beautiful ways of the one who called you out of the darkness and brought you into this wondrous light. This Hannah brought me here this morning. I was looking and watching the neighborhoods and go, This church, church, how are you being a light to the darkness around? What are you seeing? What are you doing? How are you loving those that are unlovable? When my community, we met in a, a sister church and First Nations Alaskan walked into my church and sadly she was intoxicated. That's a whole different issue. I can talk to you later on of why our alcoholism rate is higher. She goes, are you the effing ones that, that uh, stole our land and built a high school and Unalakli said, yes, ma'am. Or stole our gold, excuse me, in Nome. Said, yes, ma'am, we are. Double barrel fingers, F you, and walked out. Wow. Right? My church was like, uh, I don't know covenant history. I didn't have to take the CEOP classes and Alaska history classes and understand that. Because a missionary from the covenant church... 20 bucks, I think is what it was, or 200 bucks, bought this landmine that happens to be the most productive gold mine in all of Nome. Go to North Park. There's a building built there because I went to the Supreme Court. And that building was built out of that money from this missionary that sold, bought it from a native Alaskan. As we think about this, right, this, this idea, I, I think about that our cultures, being together is, is about the community, not the individual. I love this story about the kids in Africa. There was a, a Western guy there, and he was in Africa, and the kids are all sitting around, they're playing a game, and their feet are all together in a circle. And he goes, oh, I got some extra food before I leave. I'm going to put it in the middle of the circle, and I'll let the kids enjoy the candy and the fruits. 
So he does that, and then the kids are like, and they go back to playing their game. And he's like, what's going on? He asked one of the kids that he got to know a little bit in the trip, and he, they said, well, there's not enough for all of us, so none of us are taking it. Community versus individuality. Togetherness versus me, myself, and I, and forget the rest of you. You all adults, you can translate. We're all about being communal, not individuals. We see that in Alaska. Please understand, I'm from Alaska, so this is our story. Our native people love muktuk. They love when the whaling captain gets a whale. Again, we harvest what we need. We don't wipe it out. The whole village literally stops. Everybody goes and helps pull this whale ashore. 30 to 50 tons, literally. Then the elders get the best cut. Elders always get the best cut to honor, to respect. Elders and youth in my culture are not separated. In the old days of my culture, the elders, the grandparents, are the ones who raise the kids till about the age of six to teach them the culture and the identity of who God created and how God created them to be. And then the youngers learn the traditions. Our culture is co- co- cooperation versus competition. We see that at home in our whaling communities. We see, saw that as, as I was trying to pull that 130-pound halibut on the boat, and I'm like, I'm back as far as I can, and my wife grabs my life jacket and pulls me the rest of the way on, right? Cooperation versus individualism. I could have yelled, what are you doing, dear? But I'm like, thank you. Prayer versus aggression and quickly. We are human. We are impatient. You ever gone through McDonald's? If you go through McDonald's, I'll be praying extra for you. But have you ever drive through McDonald's and you're like, I ordered two seconds ago. How come my burger's not there? Right? We don't wait. There's none of that. Listen versus speak. For five years, I worked at a homeless shelter. And there was a job training program, and I was a life skills coach. It was faith-based. And I was a life skills coach, so I worked with many homeless and predominantly people of color. And one time my chef came to us because it was a, like I said, a culinary job training program. And the chef came to me and says, hey, TJ, I think we need to let Andrew go. Andrew's 60 years old, first Alaskan. I said, why? I think he's stupid. We're about four weeks into a 16-week program. Okay, so why is he stupid? Well, I ask him a question, he stands there for 15 to 30 seconds before he gives an answer. Do you know his culture? No, that's why I'm asking you. I appreciate you asking. Because really what Andrew was doing was that listening. He was looking deep in his heart and saying, what really at the heart level is Chef asking me? So that when he gave an answer, his actions would speak louder than his words. That his heart was focused on the task that he was understanding the chef to ask him. How much do we do that? 
Parents, how much do we listen for speak to our children? I am so guilty of that with my own children at times, even though they're older. You're welcome. You can pay me later, brother. He's like, Dad? I told you I can pick on Pastor Dave because I'm good with that, right? Um, Harmony versus conquest. I've had people ask me this question, right? Well, your people warrior all the time with other people. No, 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 no. I'm like, do you know what a coup is in my culture? A coup in my culture was more honor than, to a warrior than going and killing an enemy. A coup is I sneak up to you, and you had to be watched by others. I sneak up to you, and I touch you, or I cut some of your hair off, and I escape without getting wounded or caught. That was more honor, right? Harmony versus conquest. Because again, even though you're my enemy, you still are my brother. Our culture is like, nope, please hear me. We see that in our political realm. And I don't care what side of the aisle you are on. We, we see that. Humility versus arrogance. In Lakota, we have seven values. And number three is, number one is prayer. Wakiape, prayer is number one. But our third or fourth one is humility. As people said, oh, and I've had this conversation, I'm just like, stop. You did such a great job on repudiation of Dr. Discovery, you, you, and I'm like, stop, I had nothing to do with it. And I humbly, honestly say that. It was Lenore's three stars, and it was Jim Sakura, who spent eight to ten years to work. It was Paul Robinson, as he moved into LMDJ, that re-resurrected a dying thing. It was Luke Swanson who said, we as a Christian Action Committee need to move forward. It was Curtis Ivanoff in Anupiak that said, we will stand. I'm just a mouthpiece. Did I do the part that the Creator made for me? Yes. But I did not do that. They did that. Again, in togetherness and being together. Do the part the Creator made you to be. But in humility, it wasn't me. My elder said, My hope and my prayer is before I die, the ECC will see us as people and accept this repudiation of doctrine of discovery. She called, I can't do it because I don't know how to do it. As she called, she gave a war cry. The creator did it. Our culture and being together is sharing versus saving. I like to fish. The Creator blesses me with 100 to 150 salmon every year that we are given. Not because I'm good. Because I stop and ask the Creator, where are the Hogan? Where are the fish? On those fish that I catch, we feed five elders, families, to take care of them. Well, four of my daughter and her husband are the other ones we feed. Plus ourselves. It's not fish for us. It's fish to take care of my elders togetherness. Inclusive versus exclusive. Mataki Oyasi, you are my sisters and brothers regardless of the land you come from. 
I don't care. When the pilgrims came, the Wampanoag were the ones because our gift was hospitality. Within five years, 80% of them died because of, the, of viruses that we are not used to. But because of that hospitality, wholeness versus fragmentation, frag, fragmentation. A poem, I don't know what you have here, but I, I love the spring and I love the, the fall because we see the geese and it reminds me of this wholeness versus fragmentation, right? So the geese, the ones that are flying behind in the, behind in the V, they're ah, 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 ah. And then what they're doing is they're cheering the one who's in lead. And when that one is in lead is tired, the next one slides up and that geese slides, that was in the lead slides back. I wish I could remember the draft rate, but they can fly, if I remember, 60 times further because of working together. That wholeness of the whole group working together versus that individual. If a goose is wounded, two to four geese will stay behind and encourage that goose till they either catch the rest of the flock, catch another flock, or that goose dies. Then they will join a flock again. Wholeness versus fragmentation. Collaboration versus winning. Personally, having to win divides. I was a coach, so I want to win. Right? I coach basketball and soccer. I want to win. But if winning was the only focus that divides us and separates us. Collaboration, as you hopefully hear, and as I share my heart and my story, you hear with our heart that we can still walk together even if we disagree because you like the Chicago Bulls, and I don't. I was waiting for a boo. Uh, yeah, I was like you to go Seahawks and Bears, but they both stunk this year, so that's not even a comparison, right? Um, but, so, but we can still walk together, right? We, we can still hear that story, and we can still make fun, and I can still get booed at by your pastor. Kids, you hear that? He booed me in church. Um, but again, that, that collaboration. Together means, to me at least, to treat each other as family. And again, I don't know about your family. My family is definitely not perfect. We sit around the Thanksgiving table and it's like, okay, here's things you cannot talk about. Perfect. But we're still family. And to set aside those differences and look at what the commonality, not the differences. I think about this. I have a brother and he's African-American, but he is my brother, literally. I am uncle to his kids and my kids call him uncle. Um... And his name is Chane when we go fish, especially if we're taking rookies. He's, I'm 6'4", he's 6'3". He'll go on one end and I'll go on the other end and we'll put those who are new in between us. And nobody messes with us. We were fishing a number of years ago in, in a place called the Russian River and as we were fishing there, he was like, well, if you Indian and white boy knew how to net a fish, I said, well, you black boy knew how to hook a fish? And the other side of the river got dead quiet. And we went, oh, this is going to be fun. We're turning up the volume. They thought we were going to shoot each other. Um, but we're brothers. We will literally, in my language, it's called cola. We will literally take a bullet for each other. Again, I think about that. After this, I saw a great crowd of people, too many to count from every nation, tribe, clan, and language. They were seated before the honor, the, they were standing before the seat of honor and before the Lamb. 
dressed in pure white regalia, holding prom branches in their hands. They lifted their voices and shouted, the power to set us free and make us whole belongs to the great spirit who sits upon the seat of honor and to the lamb. Revelation 7, 9, and 10 out of the first nations. Will we live that out? Will, will we embrace that? For me, it means I'm not right, nor are you right. But we are right in our own cultural perspectives. I love to sit with people from different cultures and learn. Oh, thank you. That helps me understand. Helps me to know how to honor and respect you as my family. To understand your traditions and your culture and your ways. Even as you listen to the First Nations version, you might like going, uh, that's sacrilege. Right? We've heard that before. I, I know pastors heard it and you're not using the King James, or you're not using the New Kingdom, or you're not using, or you're not. I'm sorry. Is it not all word of God? That you use a different translation or paraphrase? Go for it. It's still allowing, as we read, to God's Spirit to bring us together. When we look at that, that separates us. You're not doing, no, I'm not doing it the way you do. But we all, hopefully, walking with the Creator, are still spending time reading and listening in prayer. The way that we do it, your worship, I love being here. I get to lead worship, so I loved it when I'm just in worship, right? Um, it's totally different than mine. But guess what? It still is worship. First Peter 2, 3 in the First Nations version, the creator gives uh, grace, mercy, and compassion. It says, for you have already tasted of the goodness of the honor chief. When you come into that relationship, you taste that goodness. The question is, going back to now, and where is our focus? Where is our heart? What is our heart preoccupied? Being right? Having to win? Or sitting and being? John 15, 13, will we lay down our lives for the sake of others? Or do we have to be right for the sake of ourselves? I think of these words. I'm almost done, kids. Sometimes, you know, you just get going and you're just like, oh yeah, I forgot time-wise. When did I start? I think of these words um, in 1 Peter 2, 22 through 23, and again, the First Nations version, right? Our sacred teachings tell us, I love this imagery. He, being Jesus, did nothing wrong, never spoke with a forked tongue. If you don't know what a forked tongue is, you say one thing and you do something else. I'm going to pray for you, but I didn't pray for you. He did not return an insult for insult. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he kept looking to the one who is always right when he decides who has done right and who has done wrong. Do we do that? Do I have to win in my argument so much? There have been people that have argued with me. Well, I think you're wrong, too. James. like, I'm okay with that. I'm not going to change your mind anyway. Honestly, if you look and evaluate yourself, can you change your own habits? I see a number of you with coffee cups in here. Can you give up your coffee for a week? My wife would say no. 
right? Only God can do that. Those are easy words to say. They're incredibly hard words to live. Unless we go back to cultural values. We listen to Wanea Wakan from our heart. We listen to the Holy Spirit speak to our heart, then we speak. How do I act? What do I say? What do I do? We don't need to speak. Become aggressive like Chef did with Andrew. We need to speak and ask questions. And ask the question, can you help me understand why? Can you help me learn and discern? Again, what I would like you to do is, if you're comfortable, my wife is not comfortable doing this, but if you're comfortable, close your eyes. If not, focus on a spot on the wall. Just hear these words again out of 1 Peter. Allow them to speak, the Spirit to speak them to your heart. Our sacred teachings tell us he did nothing wrong and never spoke with a forked tongue. He did not return insult for insult. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he kept looking to the one who is always right when he decides who has done right or who has done wrong. Do you hear those words? you hear the Spirit translating those words to the words you need to hear? What resonates inside your heart? What's the Holy Spirit speaking to you about being together, about your relationships, about you being brothers and sisters in the Creator's kingdom? Solidarity is not symbolic. It is not about our words. It is about our actions. At home, I'm almost done. We have this thing called Ariga, which means gathering. And it's a ministry for young First Nations Alaskans. And I was asked to speak at it. And uh, my wife said, I really want to make chocolate chip cookies for them. You got time, dear? She's a teacher. I, I really feel like I'm supposed to. I'm like, okay. She said that earlier in the week. We got together on a Friday night. I said, okay, I appreciate it. I'm sure they'll love it. And the creator literally had me go and say, now, TJ, you need to go bag a, buy a bag of Chips Ahoy's. I hate Chips Ahoy, by the way. No offense if your company works for me. You like them. Uh, again, re please remember, we're okay, right? Togetherness, you can like them and I can not like them. We're good at that. Right? And, and the creator literally had me do this with it. I brought them in, and we just, it was, again, culturally, we always eat meals together, right? It's part of their culture. So we ate a meal together, and it was a moose stew. And then at the end, I told the people, I said, don't have dessert. I got dessert taken care of for you. And at the end, I said, okay, I got some Chips Ahoy cookies I brought. And you can see them kind of go, these are all college-age kids, right? 18 to 24, like, eh. Hey, free food. We're good. Um, or... My wife made chocolate chip mint homemade cookies. I went around and said, what would you rather eat? Homemade. But why? The homemade cookies, you know, some are thick, some are thinner. 
Some are going to be crunchy. Some are going to be chewy. Some are going to have a lot of chocolate chips. Some are going to have very little. Now, if you eat the chips ahoy, they're going to be all the same. I've never counted the chips ahoy to make sure the same amount of chocolate chips are, but I bet they are. Why would you want a homemade versus a production one? And then use the analogy the creator gave me. God made you as a homemade cookie. Uniquely, one-of-a-kind design. The DNA of the cookie, everything that was in the cookie was identical, except the way they came out. They were very unique. Amazing thing, I left the box of chips, or the bag of Chips Ahoy's unopened. I guarantee you they were probably eating that night, but, right? But it's that imagery again. Why are we allowing the world to try to put us into this togetherness idea as a Chips Ahoy? Versus being the homemade cookie that the creator made us to be. Would you rather sit at a burger joint that you got to wait 20 minutes for a good burger or drive through McDonald's that you're going to throw up in five minutes afterwards anyway? Or it passes through you, however you want to go. I said, I just speak. Henry Nouwen, who, Henry Nouwen and Brendan Manning are two of my favorites. Henry Nouwen says this, Jesus not, does not speak about a change of activities, a change of context, or even a change of pace. He speaks about a change of heart. Will you come and allow the Creator to change your heart? As I shared my story of my grandfather, of understanding, not understanding why I struggled with those of Asian culture, to understand the pain that my grandfather had, to be able to let that go, Say, Lala, I'm sorry, but I cannot carry that. That is my brother. That is my sister. As I close, two words for you. First Peter 3.8 in First Nations Version. I have some things to say to all of you. Walk side by side in harmony with each other. Please hear this. Try to feel what the others feel. Love each other as family. Be tender-hearted and walk with a humble spirit. Will you stop and with a humble spirit ask the questions rather than assuming you know? We had a person in, in the covenant, we have this thing called Mosaic Commission. We have four ethnic associations, Alipe, Kappa, AAMA, and IMA. We had a person literally tell us, well, I did this for you. Did you ever ask us? Or did you just assume that's what we want? Oh. Please don't assume, ask. Build that relationship. And in that relationship, then you can ask those questions. As quick as Hannah and I did, in the however long it was drive here, I don't know, we had a great conversation, so I was like, I don't know how long we were on the road. But even that, we got to the point of diving in deep and him being able, comfortable to ask me personal questions, which I'm totally good with, right? We don't know each other well. 20 minute or 25 minute car ride, right? But to ask, and as we left, to encourage me, hopefully encouraging him as he looks and discerns and looks forward. 
Will you stop and ask with a humble spirit, ask the questions rather than assuming you know? Will you walk and learn from those that are not like you physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually? As you guys were celebrating in worship, the creator said, go pick up your, your word. This was not. But in closing benediction, please hear these words of Ephesians 4, 2 through 6. Walk with a humble and gentle spirit, patiently showing love and respect to each other. Let his spirit weave you together in peace as you dance and step with each other in the great circle of life. In this circle, we are joined together in one body, by one spirit, chosen to follow one purpose. There is only one honored chief, one common faith, and one purification ceremony. There is one great spirit and father of all of us, who is above all and who works in all together. Wakantaka. Creator God, as we come this morning, those that are here and those that are online, help us to remind you that you are the one. Help us to fix our eyes and our hearts, to not be preoccupied with all these things around us, but to stop and ask the question, God, how can I be that bridge to that sister or that brother that's hurting? How can I help them to see and to feel and to know your love? Ateyapi Nanchinchana Wanio Wakan Chezakyun Himchetu. We ask in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Walakota. My language it means walk in peace with everyone. It does not mean we all agree, but it does mean that we respect and care and honor for each other.